I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Despite what their moms told them, they just aren't talented enough for radio. Unfortunately, anyone can have a show these days. Sean. Well, I'm pretty hard to figure out sometimes. I can't figure myself out sometimes, so don't you try to. Joe. You're an idiot. And really, I'm a disloyal person. This, this is the Cuse Militia. Those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's the most bullshit thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Saturday. This is the Cuse Militia with Sean and Joe at Cuse Militia on the socials. Go there. Join the militia. I was a little confused. It was happy Saturday earlier today, too. I put together the... Immediate reaction from Joe and I last night that is available as its own standalone podcast, kind of a little bonus thing here. We were going to put it into this episode, but I figured it'd be, I don't know, I didn't think it would mesh with a, a regular live cut show. So anyways, here we are. And look, it was late, okay? And, you know, we were in celebration mode, okay? And, I mean... Enough said, right? Yep. Right? Okay. That's it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you could definitely tell we were, but I mean, again, we knew what it was. We talked about it. We're like, hey, man, I don't know what kind of shape I'm going to be in, but that they is, win, we're doing it. That right? is that you is know? true. We did decide, regardless of the shape and uh, time. You're talking damn near midnight, so. Oh, well, yeah, well, we weren't done with it until almost one. Right. Something like that. So, anyways, check it out, if you will. If you don't want to, well, don't, that's fine. You're not going to hurt our feelings or anything. Yeah. You know? Syracuse with a route of San Diego State, a slow start offensively. But once again, Buddy and company, they got started. They couldn't get be stopped on offense. Uh, defense, spectacular. You'll hear from us, and we'll hear from you in fan feedback. A 78-62 win will advance Syracuse to play West Virginia tomorrow. We'll let you know what we think about that. So, um, just it is nice to be here. Two years removed from the last time Syracuse was in the tournament. Or last time even tournaments were played, I should say, really. And to get to experience this, you know, all-day March Madness stuff has been an absolute pleasure for me. Yes. And I'm sure you, and I'm sure most of everybody listening. And uh, I can't believe it's been two years since we've done this, but here we are. So, anyways, without further ado, let's get into it. Here's what Coach had to say last night after the win. 
Buddy, what was it like to have such a big game in the NCAA tournament playing for your dad? Uh, it means everything to me. Just wearing this jersey, having the fans that we had, the best fans in the country, no doubt. Uh, it was amazing just having them there. And uh, it was, it's a lot of fun when you can win games, and especially in this tournament. And I don't even care how many points I score. I just want to win. And that's what we did tonight. We did great. And we want to keep going, keep building off this. We know that there's still a long road ahead of us, and we take it one day at a time, one game at a time. And uh, we're going to build off this. So just a really great feeling and, you know, Got got a day tomorrow to get a practice in, and we're right back uh, Sunday. Yeah, but buddy, how do you describe your shooting down the stretch? I mean, obviously you shot it really well since February. Did, did anything change? I mean, I mean, how do you describe just just how well you shot the ball down the stretch? Just my confidence has grown so much. Uh, early in the year, having pauses and stuff definitely didn't help. But I've watched the film, and I felt like I was getting a lot of great looks. I just felt like I was missing them. And I knew eventually that things would change, and I would start making shots. And um, just you know, credit to my teammates. They're getting me open, getting me good shots. And they got me in a groove early. And it's a lot of fun when you can see shots go down. I think that's been the biggest difference in our team is just making shots, uh, making more shots. And I think we're dangerous when we can do that. And uh, it's you know definitely something you want to build on and, and keep going forward. Uh, it's everything to me. I mean, that's he believed in me before I believed in myself. Uh, seventh, eighth grade. Uh, he was. I was never the best player, never the best athlete, but he was always there for me, telling me he believed in me, think, he thought I could be a good player one day, and that's all I needed to hear. And he's always been my biggest motivator, my biggest supporter, and this means everything to me. Uh, it's something we'll cherish forever as my best friend, and uh, it's, it's, there's nothing like it. And I'm gonna, through the ups and downs, I'm going to appreciate every moment and never take it for granted. And just playing here at Syracuse means everything to me, the community, uh, the people. Uh, there's nothing like it. There's no better place in Syracuse. You know, things went our way tonight. In the beginning, uh, it didn't look like we could stop them. Our defense was struggling early on. And then... Uh, and Buddy kept us in there. But then when he went out, when he got his second foul, Joe picked up, took over, had 10 points, and Robert hit a three, and our defense got better. We, we almost shut them out the rest of the half, and our defense was the difference in the game. Um, you know, I, I just thought, you know, Robert gave us so much of Jesse and Robert gave us so much off the bench, and Marek was good like he has been. Kadari was really good, Joe. Um, you know, but he just had one of those games like he's been having lately where I never had one of those, so I don't know how it feels. But the, obviously it looks like the basket's wide. And, uh, you know, he just, he just made he made some great shots early when we really needed them. We struggled early. We could not crack their defense. And I think he had 16 of the first probably 19 points. I mean, it was a struggle for us. But... Once we got everybody going, then you know it was a really good game, a really good basketball game, uh, as good as we have played. We've been better offensively lately, and uh, this was a really good game against a team that's really good. Jesse uh, walled up a couple guys and made them take tough shots. It was the best he's been there defensively, and then he he only made a great block in the second half. I mean, he he was really good, and his presence was felt. And, uh, you know, that's important for us. He's Again, he's been getting better. It's, it's taken a while, but he's come a long way this year. Allen 
Griffin has really worked hard with him, and uh, he's way a much better player um, than he was in the beginning, middle of the year. But as a coach, I'm happy that he's playing for me because we're winning games and have won games over his time here that we wouldn't have won without him. He's really played well. Uh, you know, there's always negative people. There's they're, they're there now. They've been there for three years that said that he couldn't play at Syracuse. And, you know, him and Joe couldn't play at Syracuse. They're, I think somebody said lunchtime players or something. I think that was the word this year uh, that they should play, play at the Y at lunchtime, I think. Well, it must be a heck of a lunch game if they're playing there. But, uh, you know, he's, I'm proud to have him as a son, but I'm, I'm really happy I have him as a player. All right, the coach montage is brought to us, like always, by Bet Online. Head over to Bet Online today. It's the easiest, fastest way to bet on all of the sports action you can imagine. With college basketball obviously in full swing, tournament time, if you missed out on the $100,000 bracket madness contest, you can still get in on all of the other props and games. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over to the website, use your mobile device today, and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use the promo code armchair. That's a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code armchair. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. eBay.com slash sneakers. From rare dead stock to the latest release, you can find the exact sneaker you're looking for on eBay as the original sneaker marketplace. eBay is the best place to go to cop the pair you've been eyeing. In partnership with eBay, Armchair Media will be raffling off a uh, four pairs of custom-made sneakers. Each purchase you make before March 31st through ebay.com slash sneakers will enter you in a drawing to win a pair of Air Force One low tops. Just send a screenshot of your purchase to at armchair on Twitter and Instagram to enter yourself into that contest. That's all you got to do, and you're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you, Armchair, for giving out sneakers. That's great. So, again, ebay.com slash sneakers. Thank you. Okay, Joe. Let's get to the montage. I know that we hit some of this stuff up yesterday, so we don't, you know, it's in the other episode and everything, but we right. we actually got, uh, we actually did quite a bit of it without even listening to the montage and all the good stuff I'm, I tried to get, put in there. But for a 24 minute um, presser, really. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, let's, let's start at the top. Cameo by James in there. Off, uh, you know, uh, ask getting asked buddy a question, getting in on some of the March Madness presser action, and um, you know, buddy getting into his groove at the right time. He he's he's been watching tape. He, coach says, you know, he studies this stuff, and he, he lives, he eats, and breathes it, and just works harder than than anybody out there. So, um, and he credits his teammates through it all. Buddy does, and they did a great job facilitating Buddy with the hot hand yesterday. And, you know, I guess maybe we don't realize how much the whole COVID thing or just being like the inconsistencies of play uh, had an effect on Buddy. Yeah. I mean, that's, again, when he said it, it seemed like it was an excuse almost, right? Yeah. Back when he said it in the interview. And um, 
I guess his uh, son's coming to kind of at least allow him to be able to defend his his comment, right? So uh, he's making it come true, and, and obviously, again, like the confidence in just what he's been doing, um, kind of crazy. We talked about it yesterday, but yeah, I mean. Yeah, absolutely. That, that, that game was nuts. It, that game was crazy. It was it was a ridiculous game. Some of the you go back, okay, look, you know, you watch the game live and you're like, man, this is nuts. When you go back today and you watch some of the highlights of but just from Buddy in that game, yeah. And there's more. Like there's two Kadari Richmond shot clock beaters. There's a Robert Braswell three. There's a consecutive right. Buddy Robert, um, uh, Kadari. Kadari succession of threes. I mean, just the shooting in that game was unbelievable. So, I mean, what can you say? And I just thought I'd bring it up, but both of them talking about uh, each other and being able to play in the NCAA tournament together and putting together memories like this with your dad. I mean, it just, just, that's an amazing thing. Like a win in six decades. He's got an NCAA tournament win in six decades. Yeah, and, and for for him, for this is something like, you know, this is so rare. The situation is so rare. Like, you can have your kid play for you, and you could be a coach, have your kid play for you, whatever, whatever, right? Your kid's not always going to be a star, dude. Buddy is becoming a star. I mean, this kid is lights out right now. And to put yeah. a game together like that, the way they did last night, is mm-hmm. just amazing and to have both of them as a father and son share that experience together that's really cool that's really cool oh yeah so um the bench look jim he played it man he did it he did a great job like i you know you've got uh alan griffin was 15 minutes that was that was his the lowest amount of minutes any of the rotation went so you know getting jesse edwards in there a lot um, Kadari obviously coming in a little bit later than he probably normally would with with the tendonitis in the knee and all that. But, you know, as we were watching this team develop throughout the year and being able to just kind of see it the past, like probably up to six games now, maybe even, where we've been seeing this bench come to life and just to watch it game to game. Because we had those three games in five days or whatever it was. You really got to see it, you really got to see it right before you just – just flip a switch almost. But right. what a good job Jesse's playing, the development of him in the past, you know, the second half of the year to now. Right. You know, so. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's gotten be- he's gotten better. Braswell's gotten better. I mean, but, it's yeah, gotten absolutely. To a point, it's gotten to a point where, again, we, and I, I can allude to last night when we were talking about, but we have kind of guys to put in our lineup based off, you know, what, what, what our normal starting five is going to be to kind of change, um, you know, what's going on in the game, whether or not it's rebounds down low or we need, you know, a bigger guy down there, move Mark over, or do we need more height on the top of the, you know, two, three zone. Um, and just, you know, kind of subbing when there's certain players just aren't helping the team. And that happens, you know, there's certain matchups, certain teams where you just don't have a good matchup and you, you know, sometimes you got to play less minutes and, you know, uh, also, I know that I was one that I thought that possibly um, Kadari could be a starter by the end of the year. Um, but I kind of want to give kudos for them just kind of sticking with uh, what they had because um, I think that it really could have done something to <clears> the <throat> confidence of Joe Girard. I know that there was a little time 
in the middle of the season there where Joe was just playing really, really bad. And everyone was like, oh, should he start? Should he? And you know he was seeing uh, social media and hearing about oh, it. Absolutely. Everyone was doubting him. And, of course, you know, Kadari's going to be a star, right? But They're the lunchtime um, team, lunchtime players, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. But, uh, I mean, it's just – it's right now, Kadari's set up as a freshman with his experience and everything like that to where he's just better – he's better served coming off the bench right now. And I think keeping Joe – in the starting lineup and continuing to at least start him and see what he can get and everything. Um, I think that that's, it kind of, it's helping now because, you know, as the season goes on, Kadari's got some knee issues and everything, and we need Joe to come in and be able to play confident. Well, when you, when you are in practice or you're whatever the case may be, and you watch a kid play, obviously you're going to have a perspective that nobody else sees. And this is what we've talked about. And Joe, with the big lights shining, hasn't been great. But when you know he's got the talent, well, you can't just give up on the dude, right? You can't just be like, oh, well, you can't perform on, under the big lights, so I guess we're just going to have to can you, you know? And, yeah. you know, obviously, this is why Coach gets so frustrated with the backbenchers, you know, telling them what to do all the time. These backbenchers are, you know, reporters or people on Twitter or whatever. And, right. and, and you know, so it's it's just – it is what it is, and you got you know like 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 Joe in a buddy obviously brushed off the negative. Joe, you know he comes out and does his thing, and everybody loves him when he does it. He's on social media, you know you see him tweeting and stuff like that, so he reads all those those comments. I'm sure. Well, maybe he doesn't, but if he was smart, he wouldn't. But they're in there if you wanted to see them. And you got to hand it to the both of them really because they both did go through slumps. Let's be honest, we were a little hard on them too at times. Um, and it was because I think it was because we saw what Joe did last year, and obviously we know what Buddy can do, and so it's more of a question mark than anything. And I think I don't know what Joe's question mark is, but Buddy's seems to be explained. That, that look, I'm going to accept that, you know, having to go through the pauses and things like that. And right. so for them to just for them to just have the maturity though to brush all that stuff off, I think that says a lot about them and their character and. You know, we're, we're, you know, you got to be able to do that, right? Arm, Only five yes. players can play. You right. Know, what, 12, 13 scholarships? Like, it's, at some point, like, that's what it has to be. Like, it can't just be coddling all the time. Yeah, you were great in high school. Everybody was at this level. Right. Now, you, once you get to the next level, nothing's guaranteed. And you're going to have to work for it. And you're going to have to work with your teammates. And if you get benched and somebody else comes up, I mean, it's going to happen. It happens all the time. You know, you have four years to go there. You get a good, good top 10 McDonald American recruit. That guy's coming in and starting. So yeah. it didn't matter that you started the last two years. Exactly. So anyways, with that said, let's hear from you. It's time to hear from you. The Loud Mouths from the Loud House. All right, you guys know what to do at the end of every game. We ask for your thoughts. You leave them. We read them. We save some of them in my phone via screenshot, and we talk about them. And if they're any good, we'll talk a lot about them. And if they're really good, Joe won't shut up. So, um, you know, here we are again. Maybe. Yeah. Mark, on Facebook, obviously it was a great game and Buddy was the star, but I'll say it once again until I'm blue in the face, Edwards is our key. So, you know, with the way we just spoke about, the way that he's playing and what he's been doing, man, the development of him has been has been amazing. And I think I said last night that I really do think, though, without Buddy, you don't make 
you don't even make this tournament possibly. Oh in, yeah, in my opinion, right? Ah uh, yeah. Sorry, Mark. I can't get on board with that. Okay. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I, I think that he is an, the ingredient that he's played. The fact that he can come in and play confidently and give us good minutes um, down in the middle against teams and kind of neutralize some of the problems that we've had down low. Like, of course, that's definitely helping. And then it's the same as obviously with Kadari, you know, him getting better throughout the year. And obviously the same with Braswell. They, that all helps. Still needs work, uh, though. He still he, needs work. He right, needs yes. fine tuning. Right. But as far as last night goes, everybody that was in there, everybody that played, they played great def- defensively and cohesively. And, um, I mean, uh, I, I enjoy Jesse Edwards' this game and, and what he's been able to bring to the table for us. Um, but uh, And I think that there's best yet to come uh, for him. But he's definitely not our key. MVP by far. Well, he said he's he he is our key. So either way, well, I mean, I know, yeah, I understand. I, just, I wouldn't, you know what I mean? It's, I mean, he's the key. If you want to tell you, I mean, I guess right here, it's all about context, right? I mean, if you're talking about, he is the key for us being able to be like from the, the type of like mediocre bubbled teamish type team to the next level against some teams that got some height. That's a possibility. But if you're talking about just the key to win, I mean, he wasn't our key of winning last night. That's for sure. Well, yes. Yeah, fair enough. Top fan, David, on Facebook. He said, we're fans. Sometimes we're right, sometimes we're wrong, but we're always passionate. Now let's stick it to Huggins. Go Orange. And he posts up here a little screenshot of March 6th when I asked for thoughts on the game. And he said, I'm done with Buddy. What does he do for this team on either end of the floor? Coach put him back in the game with 3.43 left to play down by 20-plus. My mind is blown. Someone explain, please. So, yes. Sometimes I think we, you read that one, too. I think I did. I think you're right. So, um, look, we have those moments. I've said things. Joe's said things. We've all done the tweets. Try not to tweet these things too much, but, you know, I'm on record, I'm sure, you know, when I was questioning his abilities as a junior was the one that I I remember the best. But we had some rough patches. It's okay to do it. It's okay to be critical. It's not okay to be, like, slamming the dude personally, right? Yeah, right. I mean, yeah, you can be critical, yes. And I'm sure based upon that game, and that was probably the stretch where he wasn't playing as well coming back from his situation, right? So, but again, this is, uh, everything's got to get put in perspective. This is an, I, you know, we talk about it all the time, you know, once people start getting into middle of the season and this is a must win and like relax. By the way, time. that was, that was February 6th, not March 6th. My bad. And that was the Clemson game. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. I'm talking I... about the bad Clemson game? Yeah, 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 yeah. February yeah, 6th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like I said, it's it's a long season, so I just I, I would like for you know, obviously, fans, you you can do what you want, but me, I I try to stay as realistic and as positive as possible for as long as I possibly can because I know it's a long season and um, see what happens, you know. Jeff G on the Facebook, worth staying up for, absolutely, worth oh, staying yeah. up for. Uh, our our yeah, boy Thursday night. Yeah, if that's a weekday, that's tough. That's a normal Thursday night, like during normal first rounds. 
I mean, yeah. I'm staying up. But I'm staying I'm up too. To I'm telling you. I'm telling you what else isn't happening is doing a live post game immediately well, following the game. Either, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely not happening. And you're definitely yeah. not taking 12 minutes to get there. You know, taking your time. That's probably not happening either because it's not even happening at all. But if it was to happen, you'd probably be a little quicker about it. Right? I mean, is that fair if, to say? If you're talking about like, I mean, you're bringing up. <laughs> Top fan Zach on Facebook. I'm going to bail you out of that one. Um, F Facebook, their algorithm, their algorithm blows. You guys should have more comments and likes for your great personalities and passion and work. Uh, did not imagine that score. Buddy Ed- Buddy Edwards and everyone else stepped up. Go Cuse. Uh, yeah, thank you, Zach, for the for the pleasantries there. We appreciate that. And yes, Facebook's algorithm is garbage, and I don't know what it is about it, but I've tried numerous ways around it. It seems like if you post the, if I post the, real quick, if I post, even if you boost it, you don't get. I'm not. I'm boosting anything because I'm not paying them for my followers, our followers, to see the things we say. Why would I pay them when people voluntarily like the page? Now they want me to they want me to pay them so people see my post. That is the most asinine ridiculous like highway robbery piece of garbage thing I've ever freaking <laughs> seen in my life. It's does so it dumb. Surprise you? What Are no, you but what does work better than a link cuz they don't like you clicking links for whatever reason, I guess. Uh, is a picture. So I try to do pictures. Like pictures of tweets and things like that seem to work better. But anyway, yeah, everyone everyone stepped up. In fact, we talked after the NC State game where everybody that was on the floor had um, a, a triple digits offensive rating. And um, <laughs> you look at you look at Jesse Edwards had a two twenty three bro on the on Ken Palm. His offensive rating was a two twenty three. I don't. I mean, that's probably based on efficiency. It's a based on efficiency. It's based on what's the plus minus. It's based on all of that stuff. So, uh, but you know, it is what it is. And, and so, you know, you've got the only two that weren't in triple digits were uh, Alan Griffin with a thirty-one and Quincy and with, with a forty-four. Um, what do you mean, Buddy was one sixty-nine? <laughs> Goofball. Um, <clears throat> all right, top fan Michael on Facebook. The game plan was clear to pack in the zone tight early and bait San Diego State into shooting threes. The Aztecs were cocky and excited to face the zone defense based on their selection Sunday reaction video. For what reason, I don't know, because they faced an inept Air Force zone and slaughtered them. Great game planning and great offensive shot selection. Excellent rotation by coach. The Q's the 2-3 zone is tournament proof. Final four. Look. People struggle with it. And that's, you know, people struggle with it. And th- they will definitely struggle with it when they play it like that. Because oh, yeah. it has gotten better. Obviously, we've had a lot of defensive issues this year. It's probably our biggest issue is defense. Obviously, there's a hole down low that we've right. been just putting a Band-Aid on for the entire year. Like, you right. think about that, Joe. You got 6'10", 120-pound Mark in there. Obviously, he's not 120. But he's close. You got 6'10", 120 pound mark down there, and we survived long enough to, to, to take this thing into the second round of the NCAA tournament this year. That says a lot about the offense. That says a lot about the heart of these guys. But clearly, the defense was, was terrible, and it's stepping up at the right time. Oh, 
again, I, I think it just comes back to being able to play the bench. I think when we, we look back at a lot of the games that we lost um, pretty badly or got out-rebounded pretty badly, that was back in the days where you had the Griff, Griffin was playing 30 minutes, Gerard was playing 30 minutes, no matter what, you know? Yeah. And again, I think that between Quincy and Marek and Buddy and then what the guys that come off the bench can do offensively, I mean, that's enough. You don't need to have a bunch of sharpshooters out there, especially if it it makes you worse on rebounding and sometimes on the defensive end if you're playing against a bunch of height. So um, I think, it's just, again, a lot of it has to do with the effort. I think we talked about that a lot, that, you know, we had, we're not seeing some the lackadaisical team come out and take half of the first half to get ready and, and start playing again. Um but also, it's it's the coaching and it's it's the um, the substitutions and going big. You know, I've noticed ever since we've started playing Braswell and started playing um, Edwards a little bit more and being comfortable with that, um, then the uh, rebounding margin has been a lot lot slimmer. Yeah, what was it last night? Um, we won thirty four thirty three. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, we'll get into that too. All right. Let's see. One of the comments funny too because, and I'm not saying that this is that this is this um this fans necessarily like mind mindset but it's just funny when you see like the different types of like ups and downs and emotions of fans sometimes when you have guys that we're not making we're not even going to make the nit we're not going to make the ncaa tournament then we get in win a game and we're going to the final four yeah you yeah know? and know. it's like right yeah. It's, it's, and I'm not saying that this fan is one of those. He could have been thinking that we were good and, and everything, but there are fans out there that just are just so hyper-reactive when it comes to yeah. the emotions of this team. They, <laughs> it's crazy. They are, and I get it, but in the right. defense of that, it was not looking great for a little bit. So, But, yeah, to your point, it's like, what have you done for me lately determines the emotions of everything and there's no it's like it's like manic you know there's no happy medium <laughs> it's right. swings dramatic swings to positive and negative right. every I time try. yeah I, I know all right jesse top fan on facebook i've been hard on this team because i knew they were capable of playing at this level buddy couldn't miss kadari seems like he developed a shot and what's up with woody newton was good to see him again i heard he made transfer I like the way Braswell has been playing, but I like seeing Woody out there too. Great win. Um, also, I like how they compared Buddy to MJ after hitting an off-balance 35-footer. Yeah. Um, so if anyone's hard on this team this year, it's it's Jesse, okay? He's very hard on Joe. He's been hard on Buddy at times. But like we were saying, the happy medium, then this is probably it. And it's ironic that this comes up actually because, you know, it is what have you done for me lately, but you've got to be able to be level-headed about it, you know? And I mean, when you're, when you're watching a team and you're, you're hard, we're hard as hell on these players, but we love them. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. They're our guys and we love them, right? Yeah. Back to you can criticize them, just don't make it personal kind of type thing, right? Yeah, absolutely. At Nick Goodman, 18, simply dominant. Also, San Diego State seemed to not have a single game plan other than chuck up every single three we can possibly get off. And boy, did they. Boy, howdy. 11 for 40 they were. And, uh, yeah, it was bad. By the way, Mitchell was one for nine, okay? And he changed his game up. We, we talked a little bit about that last night, but – 
shout out to him. He's he's a, grew up a Syracuse fan. Yeah, yeah. Idolized Mello and yeah. Yeah, you know, it's just and he's a senior, I believe. So so he's yeah. he's, he's going to he be. Played him, he played a good game, man. Yeah, he, he did. He at the end of the day, he played a good game, and he was. But a lot of shots. There's a lot of hucking. Like I said, I mean, yesterday or last night, yes, I was, you know, being sarcastic when I was, you know, talking about that kind of stuff. But um, he did play a decent game. But again, um, you know, I think that you know we we gave a pretty good. Uh, I didn't think they were going to shoot that many threes. To be perfectly honest with you, and I didn't think they were going to. Keep it's just funny, them. like just even just still bringing up that. I went back and looked at that tweet again that I was that we were talking about last night, and it's like, what? Did you remember the three? Did I remember and one th- of them was they were making? Well, they were making you know the the San Diego State fiend or whoever who was basically making fun of us in our preview and basically saying you know. When we said that they didn't have a guy at the free throw line that could make those shots and you know right. make the defense honest, and then the second one was that they weren't that great of a three point shooting defensive team, um, and the third one was that I think they were trying to tell us that we were pronouncing Shackle's name wrong. Yeah, what yeah. What's up with that, Shackle? But what were the announcement? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I don't know, San Diego uh, SD. Uh, sports fiend. I don't know. He's SD sports fiend. Yeah, that was it. He um. Is he really? Wanna, um, I don't think so. It doesn't seem to be because he. I mean, thanks for the publicity, though. I mean, really, thanks for seriously, the share and, appreciate it. Because yeah, let me tell you I bet something. You we got a record number of uh, downloads over in San Diego, but um. Sorry, <laughs> well, we were right and you were wrong. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I know Joe very offended by that. Uh, in well, right, in, uh, in right, like, yeah. I mean. I was like, that's unnecessary, but like, thanks for sharing our podcast on Twitter. You know, that's cool. Yeah, no, we appreciate it. And just, uh, you know, our podcast is on YouTube, which is just, it's just audio. It's not a video of us or anything. And it was, right. it's like over 200 views or whatever. And it's like, if that gives any indication of what we downloaded as a whole, which I'll never know the whole numbers really because they're all over the place. There's two different, there's two different, sites right. that they're uploaded from and everything but anyways yeah and it's going to be big when it's in the when it's in the tournament anyways but yeah thank you to the san diego state fans for sharing the podcast we appreciate it thanks for listening oh, yeah thanks too. for listening I mean, and realistically too like we we just kind of give a little preview i mean i read some stuff i look at some stuff and i kind of judge on you know where i think you know we might have an advantage you know and we just talk about the preview like it's not we've done it to i mean five years worth of teams you know and never once as a as a person came out and you know an opponent's fan and actually listened to it and then try to call out like it's never happened. Maybe no. maybe they've listened but they've never tried to call well, call us out and, on it. Yeah. And when you do that, like that's that's the problem with doing stuff like that, you know? Because oh, well, I mean, we just we're just this little itty bitty podcast over here. We say this stuff, and if it doesn't happen, like everyone's like okay with it. But now you want to come and you want to call it out and put it on Twitter. So now it's like, well, insert foot and mouth because you were 100 percent wrong. And but you, again, you, I appreciate the share. You, yeah, and it makes me, me feel too. better about myself too. So cool. What was he? What do you think he was thinking? <laughs> like he did come back. I did retweet. I did retweet that quote, tweet it or whatever the hell it's called, and I said something. And and he wasn't a he wasn't a douche a bag about it at all. He was actually oh, okay. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, usually yeah, he said hats off I mean, to you guys. You know, he wouldn't share. He wouldn't. Sh- he wouldn't share it if he was like that. But still, I appreciate it. Right. I appreciate it too. So, and you know, if you go through San Diego State's like the official, uh, especially the official student section account, which yeah. slips my mind at the moment, but it's up there. Uh, it is full of just arrogant comments. Calling Buddy a daddy's boy and all this stuff before the game. Before the game, of course. You know. Oh, yeah. Saying Shackle's going to shut him down and all this and that. So, anyways, really quite entertaining. I spent plenty of time surfing old tweets and seeing how they aged. So, anyway. <laughs> uh, we will get right back into the rest of fan feedback and the West Virginia preview right after we talk about Ben Online. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring... The best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. 
Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm-mm-mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Again. Bet online, the fastest, easiest way to bet on all the sports action. If you missed out on the $100,000 Bracket Madness Contest at Bet Online, you can still bet in on all of the props and games as they go. Enjoy all of that. They also got you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over there today. Use your mobile device to sign up. Receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use the promo code ARMCHAIR. It's a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use 
Use the promo code armchair bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Thank you, bet online. eBay.com slash sneakers from rare dead stock to the latest release. You can find the exact sneaker you're looking for on eBay as the original sneaker marketplace. eBay is a place to go to cop the pair you've been eyeing in partnership with eBay. Armchair Media will be raffling off. Four custom-made sneakers. Each purchase you make before March 31st through ebay.com slash sneakers will enter you into a drawing for one of those pair of uh, Air Force low tops. Just send a screenshot of your purchase to at Armchair Media on Twitter or Instagram. That's at Armchair Media on Twitter or Instagram. Send it there. Enter yourself to win. Thank you, Armchair Media, for that. Letting people win sneakers. That's awesome. So, anyways ebay.com slash sneakers. All right. Let's see. At Dr. Andy T. Most fun I've had watching them in two years. This team is starting to click defensively with Earl, Kadari, and Jesse. They will be a tough out if they keep doing this. Yes. A couple things. Um, Earl, meaning Robert, Rob, Bobby, Bob. Uh Yes, they're starting to click defensively. Can they keep it up? That's a big question, right? Because we don't really know. We've had some good games, though. And they've strung them together. So we got to keep it going. Absolutely. Um, they're going to be a, a tough out, I think. I think this West Virginia game is going to be a really good one. And West Virginia is a really good team, and we're going to get into that. But, um, you know, just one game at a time and, and see what they can do. I think the confidence is up, which is great. Most fun I've had watching them in two years. This this is why I chose this comment. Absolutely. It was pandemonium in here in my house with the kids and my wife last night watching this game, watching just this team go off offensively Mm -hmm. and watching San Diego state just flounder like fish out of water. Uh, Just an amazing watch. Amazing. I had a great time. It's absolutely right. So yes, sir. Definitely. at Troy Hess 14, whoever whoever told Lydon, Richardson, Ennis, etc., that they were ready for the NBA, keep them away from Buddy. <laughs> Simple. Simple. <laughs> like I said yesterday, I, there was a guy at work that was trying to tell me that he thinks that he's like a lottery pick, and I'm like, oh, bro. I just, I mean, well, and he's like, man, he's like, I just... This guy's ridiculous. And then he even hit me up during a game last night. Just be like, he, he's his buddy's the truth. That's all he said. Like, and I'm like, oh, yeah, hey, look, I, t- I don't know if I mentioned this last night, but my my buddy that's the Who's fan, you know, he, he hit me up during the game and he was like, dude, buddy is going off, man. This is amazing. I love watching kids play like this. So buddy getting respect from from the other ACC fans, is that means a lot. That means a lot. So... Uh, and, and especially when you know you don't want you don't want to play them, but you and you love watching them too, which is just that's the biggest compliment I think a college basketball player can get. Oh, yeah. It's so. funny too because uh, me and my dad and my stepmom we all filled out a bracket, made a little you know bet Wet. who's going to do yeah, who's yeah. going to do the best, you know. And um, you know, this, my stepmom she's got Syracuse winning the whole thing against sure Gonzaga. Sure, she does. Um, and she's got a bunch of random stuff out there, you know. Um, but my dad, he's always like that too. He's he's got Syracuse and Virginia in the national championship, and I'm just like, you always do this, like. But I still can't believe he, I can't believe he guessed that close to the damn game. Yeah, score. that's crazy. Lance wins the Lance Lance wins it this this week. Good for him. Good job, Lance. He guessed 
If you didn't listen to yesterday's show, he guessed he he guessed what seventy to, or sixty to eighty to sixty Syracuse. Yeah. And then I had Dude, we're going to win by twenty points. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yeah, right. Yeah. We Which won. we didn't win by twenty, but I it's mean, the damn close. Damn. You're off by two close. points on each team, right? Especially when it was eighteen, nineteen for so long. Yes, I, know. I looked. I looked at him, and I like I said last night, like I was like, "Yeah, eighty to sixty. Yeah, we're not scoring 80. He's Like, well, we could still win by twenty. I'm like, "All right, I give you that." But I mean, I was at the point where I was, there's no way that we're going to score, and I know we didn't. But two points under, I didn't think we were going to sniff that. I think we we had James on to talk about it. He went with he he went with a one point game. I did make sure to go look that up, but he had Syracuse winning by one. I think it was sixty nine sixty eight or sixty eight sixty seven Syracuse. I had 70-66 Syracuse, and Joe P. called in. He had 74-68 Syracuse, and you had 68-63. So all really good guesses, actually. They were all plausible, too, by the way. So uh, well, For a minute there, it looked like it was going to be a damn 60-40 game. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. Um, in In – you know, the 18 points at the half. So they went off and scored, what, 44 points in the second half, which, you know, I think. They, uh, yeah, but I mean, I think the they got there. 20 of them in the last two minutes, but whatever. <laughs> That's what I mean. At the end, they were just. <laughs> just, yeah. It was just, well, we know. were making everything still, too. I mean. I know. It was insane. Syracuse and West Virginia, they're set to tip off tomorrow at 515. That is going to be Sunday, March 21st. The Mountaineers took out the 14th seed Moorhead State last night, 84-67. West Virginia, 18-9, and 11-6. Comes into the tournament as a three seed out of the Big 12 Conference, where they finished third. The all-time series sits at 34-16 in favor of the Orange. The last time Syracuse and West Virginia met in basketball was together in the Big East. A 63-61 win for the Orange. Jardine, Trish, Christmas, Fair, and Joseph were your starting five. Uh, Trish with 18 points in that win, according to orangehoops.org. Bob Huggins is 1-6 all-time as West Virginia head coach against Bayheim, according to orangehoops.org as well. Uh, the Mountaineers have the 10th rank adjusted offense at 117, according to Ken Palm, and the 65th ranked adjusted defense uh, at 96. They're also 45th overall in the in in offense, according to NCAA.com. So 6'2", 200-pound sophomore guard, Miles McBride, he leads the Mountaineers in scoring with 16 points a game. He's also shooting 40% on 106 attempts from behind the arc, which is pretty good. 6'10", 255-pound forward, junior Junior forward Derek Culver, he's leading West Virginia in rebounds per game with 10. He's also averaging 14.5 points a game. And keep an eye on Sean McNeil, another that can hit the long shot, 38% on 165 attempts from distance. Another potential problem for Syracuse could be West Virginia's rebounding. They're ranked 24th in the country with 38 a game. So, Joe, as you've mentioned before, Bob Huggins is, you know, he's not exactly a stranger to the 2-3 zone. Although Syracuse is playing it at a high level right now, and he hasn't seen it in quite some time, I still think he gives him a little bit of an edge. But uh, will one day be enough time to get his players ready for tomorrow, 5-15? That's always, always, um, you know, the tough question. He can – they can do – I mean, obviously they have one practice, right? They can do as much – studying and kind of chalk talk teaching and stuff like that so to speak that they want um but if the players haven't played against it 
Yeah. Um, and I want to say I've, I read something today about how West Virginia is not great again. I mean, again, it's it's one of those things where you can look at like I'm looking at West Virginia's <clears throat> um, schedule right now. 19 and nine, third in the Big 12. Um, this team beat eight but, NCAA tournament teams this year yeah. on their schedule, and every single one of their losses have been against tournament teams on their schedule. And when you look at their losses, minus the loss by 14 at Kansas in the middle of the season, the other eight losses were all within five points. Mm-hmm. So this team, uh, minus one game, I mean, even one of their losses, their first loss uh, of the season was against the team that everybody thinks is going to go and win, Gonzaga, and they only lost by five. So... Um, it's a really good team that played in a really good conference. And, uh, you know, you can argue that if they didn't play in this conference and they were in another one, that they would even be a higher seed. Uh, so tough team play tough defense. They score in transition. They had 16 points or 16 steals last night against Moorhead state. Um, and the defense in that part, it's going to be there. Uh, Culver's a beast down low, 6'10", 255. Um, after giant. that, they got a bunch of just um, kind of six, seven um, athletic guys and guards um, underneath that. McNeil can definitely shoot. McBride can shoot as well. Uh, and realistically, it just comes down to when you play against these teams. Like we know – like we've done this podcast enough now to where we we've seen a recruiting cycle worth of kids exit go go through teams right yeah and we get we get to know and get to understand other teams' rosters so we know you know oh here comes Georgia Tech oh well we know this guy this guy and this guy right because we already talked right. about him for however many years okay and we we did we did Jose Alvarado's entire career yeah a hundred percent he's a pain in the ass yeah. but he's a great player yeah and. It's one of those things where when it gets comes at a preview of those teams, we know them. We know what they do to our zone, who killed us last time. We're still going to remember that Jalen Cohn hit like seven threes and beat us last yeah. year against Virginia Tech. Like we, we remember that stuff because it's every year we're playing the same team. Right. West Virginia, this team, this particular yeah, – Bob, Bob Huggins may have coached against them way back in the day when we were in the Big East. but It's 2012. Yeah, it's right. A long years later, time ago. this current team that he has hasn't played against this zone. Right. So that's when it, when it comes down to the tournament. Like I said, that's we have a, a great record in the NCAA tournament as double digit seeds. Um, and to be perfectly honest with you, I'm at the point now where like to us, to me personally, I don't even think it matters our seed. If we're good enough to go to the to the tournament, then we can we can make a run, get through the first weekend because this zone, if we get it get it locked down and get it right by the end of the season like we do now is tough. And at the end of the day, I can sit here and we can preview and say, oh, this guy's good at this, this guy's good at this. We don't know what their team is going to do when they see the zone. <laughs> so yeah. these guys, they, they put up those points and have those rebounds and do what they do offensively based upon playing against man-to-man. Um, yeah, and that's the great thing is you never know what, what a team is going to do when they play the zone, you know. I was told by some San Diego State State fans that you know they could score from all over the floor, and they ended up hucking up forty threes. Only scored eighteen points in the first half. So, you know, you're really sour about it. I, I love it. I love it because I screenshotted you that the day of the game. Was it yesterday? 
Yeah, it was. Uh, it might have been that s- or the day before. I sent it to you and James because James, you know, I had heard it was Skackle, but it's it's it, it's written Shackle. So if I it's asked, not Shackle, then we all got it wrong because everybody it was the saying literally. Night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, uh, you know, we'll see how good you do on this. You're under the microscope now, and I would invite any Mountaineer fans to to go ahead and tweet at us and let us know how crappy of a job Joe has done just now and talking about how, you know, your team doesn't see a good enough zone and you see I the same say that. you say you see the same I teams all the that. time and that's why the games no, are close. I'm just saying they have I mean they usually go about seven deep rotation. And again, like I said, they got the three fours that are six seven and they got the six ten uh culver. And they got some guards that can make some shots, and they're going to be in our – I mean, it's going to be the Virginia-Georgia Tech-Clemson type defensive game where they're going to be in your stuff. And I just think that, you know, earlier in the season, Buddy and some of those guys, they couldn't handle it. And now I think that, that, that we're handling that better. Like with Buddy, it doesn't really matter if you're – yeah, they might steal one here, one there. But um, at this point, it doesn't matter if you're on him, like just all over him and – He's not getting an easy shot. At this point, it doesn't matter. Like The guy's unconscious. So, um, obviously, how he plays on offense has a lot to do with our how good our team is because, obviously, and we the need, last however many games, right? Yeah, and we need more out of Alan Griffin and, and But we need carrier. We need yeah. effort. This team, Bob Huggins' teams, they play with grit. They're in your face. They're gonna. They're gonna go after the ball. They're not. They're. They're tough teams. They're gonna rebound and they're gonna go for the loose balls and they're gonna fast break, run, do all that stuff. So, um, realistically, it's kind of a lot of this game is really just how we handle that, like how we just how we handle that and not get get not- intimidated. And, and, and then we continue, and we keep our energy up and match their energy as the game goes on. That's really going to be the most difficult thing because this team isn't going to let up. You could tell San Diego State spirit was broken last night. Um, yeah, right. And at some point, really early in the second half, you could tell um, that's you're not going to get that from West Virginia, even if they are down 15 in the second half or whatever. They're going to still come at you. They're going to press. They're going to be up in your stuff. So um, hopefully. Uh, Hopefully we just take care of the ball and, um, you know, we... It'll be interesting on the rebounding end of things if we can keep that close. That too. Right. So it's always, you know, when you talk basketball, it's always like, okay, stay out of foul trouble, rebound, rebound, defense, play good defense, don't take bad shots, right? So it's not like we're rocket scientists, right? Right, exactly. so, So it's just, it's just, you know, but... With that said, obviously, with this game, we got to stay out of foul trouble, and we've got to keep the rebounds close. Quincy needs to play better, and Allen needs to play better. And because Buddy, I'm, I am, I hope I don't jinx this, but I am sold on Buddy. Like, bye, bye. I'm buy Buddy Beheim all day. Okay. The thing is, is that dude, he was guarded just pretty damn good yesterday, last night. <laughs> I get it. I get it. But I'm just saying, I don't. We can't put it all on Buddy. Exactly, Buddy's but that's what I'm saying. It, but so far, but that's what so, I'm saying. Exactly. Right. That's why you need Quincy and Allen to step up because Buddy's probably going to be doing what he's going to be doing anyway. And not to mention, if you got Allen doing something, if Allen does, if Allen does something, that takes that's going to shift things. That's going to make make it easier for Buddy. 
Mm-hmm. So, and it should have been easier for Alan yesterday, but he's getting all the attention right now. I don't understand why he's not taking advantage of it. And like, you know, I mean, it's easy for me to say, right? So, right. Um, but need Allen to have a better game. Quincy's got to play better. Bottom line. I mean, that's what I, that's what I'm looking for. That, those two things in the rebounds. That's what I'm looking for tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, you need the effort there. And as, like again, I mean, when I went back and listened to what we talked about yesterday, like, I mean, it kind of sounded like we killed Quincy a little bit. And um, I mean, I did think that he did some some good things at the end of uh, or in the second half. But um, were we a little hard me, on him? Uh, I mean, I think we weren't specific. I mean, okay. I think that he did show good, like great energy as far as uh, on defense and, and the rebounds and stuff like that. So it was just I was disappointed because I thought he had a good offensive matchup. Dude, Virginia and, and, might not even make it. Then, I know. Are you watching and, this? Um, yes, I am. And um, you, you have to talk. <laughs> jo- wow. Okay. Jo- yeah. That, um, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> well, you just said, are you watching this? And I turn over and, but um, I was more disappointed in just the fact that I thought that he had a good matchup and he was going to be more aggressive instead of just trying to settle for the jumpers early. Um, I would have just liked to have seen him, you know, get aggressive. Uh, they had the their number one uh, offensive guy and senior Mitchell on him. So I just assumed that that would have kind of been the, um, the game plan a little bit as far as, as he was concerned. Um, but didn't end up happening that way. And, and really just the whole game, like I said, in the beginning, the first 10 minutes is just sloppy. Felt like two like two boxers or like a UFC match where it's just They're slow just dancing and, around the ring. Yeah, just trying to feel each other out, trying yeah. to see where the weaknesses are, see where you're gonna, you know. And yeah. at some point, Buddy was like, "Yeah, screw this. I'm just gonna grab this and we're gonna go." And I'm gonna score. <laughs> I'm gonna score 16 and, straight. And then he scored 16 straight, and then they didn't score any. Like I said, we were down 14, 18, and the halftime score was 32, 18. Um, and I don't even know how much Buddy even really scored after the first sixteen. Well, if you listen, you listen to Buddy's presser. He made a, he made a great, um, he made a great point. Gave kudos to his team as he as he as he tends to do and as he should. Uh, oh, he when 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 he went out with his second foul there uh, and sat on the bench and Joe kind of took over in that time. Yep. They were only up by one, so they actually mm-hmm. gained, gained gained a nine point lead with him on the bench. So, oh yeah, I mean, and that was a lot of Gerard. Yes, it was there. Gerard. And then when he came, and because he scored ten points in that in that stint, okay, in that time period where Buddy was sitting on the bench, Joe scores ten points. He only scores two more points for the rest of the game after that. Right. So, so you know, and he did other things like we talked about last night. Six rebounds, seven assists, right? Yeah. yeah. He, he, I mean, I, I noticed him rebounding from the guard spot. He was getting some long rebounds and. um yeah, they were. They've, he was he was grabbing them right around the foul line or yeah. there. I mean, you could. And the thing is now is that before it was a situation where it was just like it was a lot of hero ball. Oh, let's give it to this guy. Okay, no, let's just give it to this guy. Nope, let's just give it to this guy. Right, and they would just take go one on one. I mean, we weren't getting a lot of assists, and um, they're just playing a lot better now. They have an, It looks like they're starting to get more of like an offensive identity. And I mean, a part of it is just. Like, Buddy's the guy. Like, Quincy's the guy down low. Buddy's the guy over here. Like, obviously, they set stuff up to give everybody an opportunity. But, I mean, right now, 
that offense runs through Buddy Beheim. And deservingly so. Yeah, absolutely. You got a guy that's doing what he's been doing the past five games. I mean, even beyond as far as percentage-wise, but when you're talking like average, I mean, I think within the last five games, uh, he's averaging 26 points a game. Yeah, 26. He's got, what, 88 points in three games? Something like 88, that. 89, something like that. Yeah, he's averaging like 29 uh, points in the last three games when you start count the ACC tournament and the NCAA tournament. So, um you got, you're going to ride that, you know, and we can just really just – we can only hope that we still continue to get these guys that um, step up and do what they do, you know, with Kadari getting eight points and, and, and Bobby B getting nine off the bench, um, even when Quincy struggled and Griffin struggled. Uh, we're going to need that, and like you said, we're going to need those guys because this – I mean, maybe it will, but I mean – I don't know if the streak of this type of shooting in this type of game is going to happen forever. Well, I mean, and I'm not well, saying I'm not saying that to, to jinx it. I'm just saying that like this is kind of what happens in when it gets to tournaments and time like this. Like a lot of times, players get hot, they heat up. You get a team that kind of relies on a player to put up 20, 30 points, and when it doesn't happen, then it's not even close. You know, so um, we just have to be prepared, our team, to be able to. Uh, step up and, and, and take over and actually put points on the board when Buddy or if Buddy does have a game where he's not hitting. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's just it, and we've talked about that all year. We can't just have one person click in, in games. It's just not. Well, because I'm, I'm telling you right now, Bob Huggins, he's a risk taker. And the way that his team plays, um, they play, they've played different stuff, different little packages of offenses and everything like that, and there's always different little things. Um and I wouldn't be so surprised if we don't see something like drastic or d- dramatic as far as come tomorrow, as far as guarding Buddy Beheim. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like we are just going to completely take him out of the game, and these other four people are going to have to. Beat us. Yeah, they're going to have to win with four guys. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm just saying because at yeah. some point, I mean, you got to just. I mean, it is what it is. You have to understand it and be smart. What am I doing? Right. Even when you're in his face, he's going to sure to shoot over you. There's nothing I can do. Like they're going to. I'm telling you. Well, you know what? If he's successful, it could break their spirits too. That's another thing. To well, to that's consider. what he did to San Diego State. Yeah, right? exactly. I mean, they were trying. It's not wasn't for lack of effort. Right. Well, but it's going to be a little bit more difficult. To I break understand this team's that. I, I understand that, and I understand that, that these are more. It's a more athletic group, and all that stuff. But all right, quickly, Joe. Predictions. I'll start with you. I hate to do this one. I really do, but we. <sighs> We're going to do it. So, go ahead. You first. Um, oh, God. This is tough. Um, I'm going to go, sadly, I'm going to go 72-69 West Virginia. 72-69 West Virginia. Ah. Uh. Man. I don't want to do that, but the whole thing is is I try to when I do that kind of stuff and that pick, I try to be as unbiased as possible. Yeah, me too, which is why I've picked Syracuse to lose a few times. And I ended up being right. Well normally you just do that so you're right I or do, happy I, one way or another. I I'm do, not doing that. I, I'm just doing that because that's I just what, I sadly what, 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 time out. Time out. Nope. That's not you're totally of, true. No, you're out of I'm not. That's not you're even totally true, by the way. I do 
I do feel good sometimes when I'm wrong if I pick against Syracuse. So, th- so, but that doesn't mean that I'm not trying to to be accurate. I'm trying to be accurate first. Let's be honest. Okay. So, with that said, with that said, and Joe, um, I guess he's sick. We've, we've, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Um, I think there's a little more offense in my game th- than your game. So I'm going to go. What does that even mean? I mean, I think this will be getting in the 80s. Oh, really? I think I think it's possible. I think it's possible. I'm going to go. Ah, man, I'm going to go 86-84 Syracuse. <laughs> okay, we'll see what happens. I mean, I'm going to ride the buddy the buddy wave right now and hope Griffin yeah. picks it up and Quincy picks it up. And I think yeah. it'll be it'll be a good game. So we will see. Yeah, yeah it's funny. I was we listened today, me and my dad, and he. It was funny because it was getting near the end, and he's like, "You aren't going to mention that I, you know, <laughs> that he was like, you know, his pick or his, you know." And then it popped up, and he heard it, and he was like, and then he he's like <laughs> laughing, and then the podcast got over, and he goes, "All right, tomorrow, Syracuse wins by 10. And just walked out. Walked out of the okay, so he, like, he didn't give you a score, though. Yeah, so he gave us a spread. Okay, so Lance has got the 10-point spread. All right, I can remember that. All right, that is going to do it for us, guys. Listen, it's March. It's going to be a good Enjoy. game tomorrow. Hopefully we can pull this thing out. I'm praying we can. Thank you, Bet Online. Thank you, eBay.com slash sneakers. Thanks to all of you for hanging out with us. We appreciate you. For Joe. I'm Sean. We're out.